Hello, God. I'm experimenting with um, using some uh, Bluetooth headphones to record, so we'll see how that goes, if it's any better or worse. I, uh, I made it through today with no sleep since last night, which is impressive, but also very stupid, I think. I don't know, you tell me. I feel like I, I listened back a little bit to some of my podcasts, and I feel like my swallows are really loud, so... I wonder if that'll get picked up on the on the headphones. But uh, yeah, no sleep, gang. We out here. <laughs> I don't know how I do this, but I'm like, I'm, I'm doing okay. Guess what? I took a shower, and it took me forever. For some reason, it takes me forever to get in the shower. Like I, I put it off so much. Like I'm, it's it's like I'm scared of it or something. But I don't know what I'm scared of. You know, I think honestly, I think the main thing is just like the time and the effort it takes to wash my long hair. And to deal with all the hair coming out. And I don't have like a, a hair catcher. So I have to take it and put it all on the wall. And try not to let it go down the drain. And it's a huge pain. And actually you know what. Right now. I'm not even going to wait till I'm done with this. I'm going to buy a hair catcher right now. Because that will make my life so much easier in the future. Um, yeah. I did manage to take a shower eventually. And I managed to go shopping and get food, and that's great because I was all out of food. My last bit of bread had gotten moldy, so I've got food now. So thank you. Thank you for giving me this day my daily bread. Okay. It's $12. Plus shipping is going to be a little bit more. Probably going to be like 16 or something. Um, oof, $17.98. So shipping ended up being six dollars. Man, that's another weird like fear I have. I think about this a lot about spending money. You know, I was thinking recently how being frugal might just be another word for being poor. Like. If you simply 
made more money, you weren't you wouldn't be worrying about you know the penny saved, and you I don't know. I don't know. But I almost feel like some of that is passed down to me. I am good at saving money. And I guess that can be good and bad. I wish I was more entrepreneurial, you know? I just don't have that drive. And like, I don't want money that bad. I don't have any sort of high standard of living. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm weird, you know, like I'm kind of broken because I don't feel like I need the normal necessities that other people claim they need. And if I could, I'd live with even less. I mentioned this in my podcast, in my prayer this morning. Yeah, it was this morning because I didn't sleep. Um, I mentioned... spending money I hate it when that happens yeah tend to be good at saving money being frugal as soon as being poor worse I'm good at saving money I'm not that entrepreneurial don't have that much drive trying to trace back my steps don't feel like I have like purpose oh standard of living right I think I'm weird because I don't need the same things everybody else needs. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I, I'm, I'm caught up. Um, jail. That's what I was going to talk about. I mentioned how sometimes I really want to go back to jail because it was just It was easier. There's less to worry about. And like people in jail 
you know, they would, like, use their money or whatever to buy nicer stuff and, like, I don't know. I did end up getting some, uh, some Tupperware containers. They were nice for being able to store food in, especially when I was kind of trying to do a, a fasting type thing. But, I was still, I was content to just not have any of the luxuries. <laughs> and it's funny to say that there were luxuries in jail, but there were, like, I was content with the bare minimum. And I think I'm just different in that way. And I don't understand why necessarily. I think it might be a strength. It might allow me to focus more energy on other things, I don't know. Or then maybe at the same time, maybe it just stems from my fear of like spending money or something, or just general laziness. And it's just because I don't want to work for stuff. And that could be, that could very likely be a motivation. Like, just, <laughs> I'm lazy. And, yeah. I feel like motivation is one of the things I envy most in other people. And I ask you to forgive me of my envy. But just like that is, that seems like the, the biggest, greatest thing that other people have that I just don't have. And, like, different people have different levels of it. But it's, like, some people are some people are driven, you know. There's people with purpose out there who, who love, who enjoy what they do. And feel driven to do it. I mean, this podcast, these prayers are, are almost like that for me. This is one of the few things I feel I drive to do. I mean, I feel, I, I kind of almost feel a similar drive to, to work DoorDash, though, but that's, that's a drive based in fear. Fear that I won't make enough money to pay taxes and pay my bills and survive.
And that, that fear leads me to wishing I was back in jail sometimes because it's just, it's better than running on the treadmill, right? I would rather sit alone in a cell and just think and just sing to myself and let myself go a little bit insane. It's not like anyone could judge me. And that's the beauty of it. I must have mentioned this before, but that's where I felt the most free was in jail. Especially the times I ended up in a cell by myself. I think that says something about my motivations, about my my structure of belief and about my conception of the world. I feel trapped by the judgment of others very often. But then what do I do when I feel free from that judgment? I just, I don't do anything productive. I just sing to myself and dance. Draw on the walls. Read scriptures out loud. talk to myself like I'm doing now. I'm really grateful to have a room to myself. That's, I think I've taken that for granted a little bit, but it's, I, I wouldn't be able to have these prayers without having a room to myself. I'm still seriously considering living in my car for a bit. Um, right when I got out of jail, I lived in my car for a bit, but I was so depressed I couldn't, I could barely get out of my car. All I would eat in a day would be cliff bars and then I my sister or my mom had given me these camping meals that were like freeze-dried eggs and and bacon and stuff that you were supposed to put boiling water in. But uh, yeah, I just ate that dry. And I was so... I was scared to leave my car. For fear that everyone was judging me, that everyone had known what I did. 
Depression is hard. It makes life hard. And I'm glad that I'm not that depressed right now. I'm glad that I'm able to get up and go to work. If it were possible to get more motivation, though, I'd gladly accept it. I don't know if that directly correlates with meaning or purpose in one's life. But it seems like it does. I still don't really know what place sex is supposed to have in my life. Um, it's, it's different when I'm trying to kind of develop my own standard of morality, I guess. It's just, the thing is I can't, I can't go by the scriptures, and I'm sorry. I just... The whole thing about... Like, just going into other, like, cities and just slaughtering people? It just doesn't... It just kind of rubs me the wrong way, you know? And there's various other things that that you apparently commanded people to do that I just don't condone, you know, and I don't know where that, where my moral basis for judging that comes from. But it feels wrong. And I guess that's all I have to go on right now. I wish I wish I would get some sort of just concrete reasoning for why Sex is bad, or sex outside of marriage is bad. I mean, I understand. Here's what I do understand. I understand that to bring a child into the world is a... It's a big thing. 
and that child will have a a better life, I guess, if they have a mother and a father there to raise them. And so marriage creates that bond that's kind of even, I would say it's, you know, it's not just a bond recognized between them, but it's a, a bond recognized by the community. So something higher up ties them together. It's obviously not just a casual relationship. It's a commitment and a contract. To me, formed specifically to bring children into the world and raise them with the best possible chances. No, but there's all sorts of variations in that. Like there can be shitty mothers and shitty fathers. There can be some good single mothers and some good single fathers. I think in general though, as a mean, maybe as a median mode. I can't remember statistics. I think the a large set of the best parenting options are, are a mother and a father for a child. But that brings me back to sex and things like casual sex. I believe, I believe that sex is for more than just procreation because it is pleasurable and not every time you have sex are you making a baby. And then like the clitoris exists for no reason. So women are made to feel pleasure without having a dick inside them. I'm realizing as I'm going along this podcast is I've got to have the most boring monotone voice. And I hate my voice in the first recording because I'm wearing my retainers and I'm sounding like this. It's just even more disgusting. So yeah. Um, I sound like a massive fucking nerd. Which I am, I guess. I just wish I sounded more manly or something. Anyways. Drive. Motivation. I mean, I have no problem having that uh, motivation for sex. That's the thing, like, I almost wish the same thing that drew me to sex was, or 
that same level of force that drew me to sex was equal to the level of force that drew me to exploring financial options to make myself more financially secure. Or accumulate wealth or something. I don't even know. To me, it'd be cool just to have like enough money to do absolutely nothing. See, I don't know if anybody else is like this too. Like, I don't. I mean, maybe I do have dreams. They just don't seem realistic enough. And so, I would honestly just be content with doing nothing. I'd love that. I don't have like a passion. I love, I enjoy sex a lot. If I could do that, I would do a lot of that. You know, I enjoy a lot of aspects of sex. I enjoy like sex education and, and understanding the anatomy of pleasure and the, the nuances of of human sexuality. I enjoy things like psychology, philosophy, but I was talking about this with girl A at one point that uh, I don't know, I just I guess I'm kind of more interested in just talking to people when it comes to, you know, philosophy and psychology. I just like to talk to people and understand how they think and how they see the world. I like running into people who are open-minded. Who, and who have new and interesting ideas to share with me that I haven't heard before. And a lot of people do it. I wish I was better at kind of teasing that out of people. their idiosyncrasies and their nuances.
One thing I've said I might enjoy is being a podcast host. But my motivation to gather equipment has been non-existent. And I'm afraid of all the learning that would be required and that I would just get lost in the sea of information. I feel like I have gotten lost in the sea of information. I tried to do research on what I might need and how to record and how to edit, and it's just so complicated. But I mean, this this podcast here, it's I just I just made it really easy for myself. I just downloaded the Anchor app and started talking to my phone. But you know, if I wanted to interview other people, I'd need probably like two microphones. And I don't know, maybe I wouldn't need more than that. I don't think that it had to be that special microphones. I remember thinking of a cool name for the podcast. I don't remember if I wrote it down. Oh yeah, this Perspectivist podcast. I think that'd be cool. I like... uh, I kind of came up with that word when I was in high school, or maybe later, late middle school, the idea of perspectivism, and it came out of the, you know, the ideas about optimism and pessimism, glass half full, glass half empty, and then there's you know, different uh, variations on that, like, from one perspective, the glass is completely full because there's both air and water in the glass. And so to me, to me, perspectivism is just trying to take as many possible perspectives on a situation as possible. I said possible twice. And just see what other perspectives are possible and trying to see as many ways to see a thing as possible. Possible, possible, possible. So yeah, I mean, when it comes to I'm 
some sort of purpose, some sort of drive, motivation. call maybe that I have in my life it's it's toward that curiosity toward people and seeking that deeper understanding of looking through others eyes I don't know how I could monetize that. And I honestly, monetization is not even my my desire. I just want to be able to live and do that. And I've been doing that my whole life, honestly. You know, so maybe I'm Fulfilling my purpose. Sometimes it feels like I could be doing more though, you know. Like I got such good grades in school. I'm obviously wasting my, t- my potential by not going to college. My parents always give me, like, I don't know if it's, like, a face or, like, whenever I talk about what I would want to go to college for, like, psychology and philosophy, I know it's always in their head, like, how would you make money off of that? And it's never like, that's awesome. You should go pursue your desires. But it better make sense because college is expensive. And it's silly to make an investment that isn't going to pay off, at least from their perspective. You know, I think there's probably more in life, more to life than monetary payoff. And I wonder if I'd be able to get some sort of scholarship. I have doubts. I've never even tried to get a scholarship. Um, I feel like I'm a little resentful of my high school and how, you know, if my school counselor would have helped me, then I could have probably gotten a good scholarship and been through college and I mean then I would have had my manic episode during college and it wouldn't I don't know I feel like my life would probably be better I like to think of that uh the whole multiverse idea how 
there's an alternate version of me that went to college. I feel like his life is way better than mine right now. But then, you know, Peter Rollins has talked about this thing, the whole, like, non-castrated other. And how, probably even across the multiverse, there's... There's still not a non-castrated version of us. That version of me probably still has his problems. I just don't know what the point of my life is right now. I don't feel like I'm gaining any special skills or any new knowledge, any better understanding of the world. I mean, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I shouldn't discount that. I should probably learn how to communicate better with my cousins. And just connect with them more. It's weird. You know, I feel like we all expected moving in. It would just be kind of a party all the time. We'd just be always having fun together. But they're playing video games a lot. And I'm not that interested in the games they play. And... Used to do Dungeons and Dragons, but we stopped doing that. And we kind of talk every once in a while. Sometimes we have good talks, you know, about like philosophy and stuff. But They're few and far between. I mean, we even talked about at one point making a podcast. But it feels like we don't follow through with things really. It makes me kind of depressed how we'll, like, talk a big game of big exciting things we want to do in life, and then we just sit around and don't do anything. I'd rather just not even make the plans, you know? I feel like it's better to act than to talk about or think about acting. 
but it's hard because you know if you want to accomplish some sort of goal you have to You have to plan out your future a little bit. And make some commitments about what you're going to do to reach that goal. It can be hard. I think I might be getting better at making commitments to myself. I still don't feel capable of even making a big goal, honestly. But maybe I'll get there. Maybe the small steps I'm taking will bring me closer to you, huh? That's the goal, right? I mean, I still don't know why I don't just like kill myself. Seems like that'd be the fastest way to to get to you. First, then you have to put the caveat, well, if you kill yourself, then you actually go to hell. Why can I not even... There we go. Who cares? That's what I was trying to say. Um, probably going to go to hell anyways, so... Why would it matter if I got there sooner or later? Better just get, get it over with, right? But I have some sort of hope, I guess, that maybe somehow in some way that I don't see yet, things are going to get better. And maybe it's just going to happen really slowly. Maybe I'll find something that's worth living for. But until that point, I'm just living for the hope that I will find something worth living for. Maybe that's enough for now. Thanks for everything. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.